find like Reddit somewhere and then try it again later. <clears throat> but yeah, um, I guess this is episode one. Uh, I I don't have a name for this. I'm not gonna. I don't have a name. It's just <laughs> me talking to people. I guess I don't fucking know. But this is episode one featuring the my boy Nana Eddie. Show. Hmm. The late Nana show. The late. Na- <laughs> It sounds like I died. No, no. <laughs> the late God Nana. forbid, you know, but <laughs> the show inspired by him. Yeah. No. I just, Damn, I just thought of that. Nobody like, unlocked. What the fuck? We're watching Apex, sorry, but this guy has nobody unlocked. Literally Mirage and Octane. I mean, honestly, I don't play any of the characters he has hmm. locked. He's so bold to be streaming this. Sheesh. <laughs> yeah, um. I play uh I got too many tokens. I need like four more legends so I can use them all. Mm. But uh, please proceed. <laughs> uh, well, I was just gonna say, you know, I guess for those who don't know who Eddie is, um, I guess int- just say something about yourself. Hey, uh, everyone. My name's. Uh, I go by Eddie. I guess I'll I'll just keep it at that. <laughs> all right. Uh, I um, I was I'm from. Uh, Arlington, Texas. Been living here since 2010. Uh, I've enjoyed it a lot here. Uh, I'm originally from Boston, Massachusetts. Um, so I'm a big Boston sports fan. I get a lot of shit for that <laughs> here yeah. in Texas. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Everyone's kind of like, oh, uh, oh, you're a Patriots fan? Like, what the fuck? Well, it's because like, no. the Patriots are, I you understand. know, kind of evil. I understand. The reputation definitely does precede them. <laughs> but, um, but for me, it's just... A hometown thing um and uh lived uh lived uh, for a little bit in the middle east you know lived in saudi arabia for a year and around seven to eight years in abu dhabi um and that was like during my middle school and high school years and moved back here to arlington for college back in 2010 and have been living here since um mm. and yeah Kind of met Nana through some mutual friends that apparently went to UTA, but I didn't know them at UTA. And yeah. uh, and honestly, I don't even know how I ended up meeting everyone else there. But <laughs> it was probably just through food. Oh yeah, so we're going out. You were eating a lot. Oh yeah, yeah. Definitely, food was definitely a main factor in the first time. The first few times we would all hang out was yeah, man. Was food related, but Bro, I, I don't understand. When I was in college. I didn't have nearly as much money as I have now. Oh, yeah. You, you know, you My bad. No, you're fine. I didn't have nearly as much money as I do now. And it's not to say I'm rich, but I, I have a pretty penny now. Yeah. Man, my food and, like, party budget was out of control. Like, I'm thinking about it now. I'm like, bro, I was super irresponsible. What the hell? Dude. I was going I was, I was was going so crazy. It's like I had money. Like, I, I was really acting like I had money on me. And now I'm like, nah, man, it's not, not good financially, brother. Dude, right, right. I mean, <laughs> like you're saying, you know, since once you once you uh, learn how to cook stuff at home and whatever, you just food from like restaurants just doesn't sound as appealing anymore. I don't know. It, uh, at least to me, I'm not sure. Nah, it really doesn't. I, uh, I don't like fast food as much anymore. I think mm-hmm. I'll have a Popeye sandwich. Wendy's fries. I don't really like Whataburger anymore, honestly. Yeah, 
it's a bit bit heavy for I me. I don't really like it anymore. I think I think mainly because I had it one time recently. Well, not recently. It was like last year. But mm-hmm. I got like the mushroom Swiss burger, and that shit gave me food poisoning. And I was just like, damn, this is Ooh. bad. Like it didn't taste. It, it also didn't taste like it should have when I was eating. I was like, something tasted a little bit off. But I was like, maybe I'm just maybe it's just late or something like that. Maybe I'm just I don't know. I I will say this as a person who's a big mushroom and Swiss fan. Honestly, like I order that if I can get it at a burger joint, like and that's on their menu. That's usually my go-to is a mushroom and Swiss. But the one at Whataburger just has a weird taste to it. I don't know. Yeah. They they have their own like twist or sauce or whatever on it. Um, if Whataburger ever hears this, like please reconsider what ingredients you use in that burger because uh, mushroom Swiss is delicious when prepared the right way. <laughs> but um, I mean, even Burger King had a better mushroom and Swiss, honestly. Like and that's saying something. Like, I mean, I don't know. When I when I have it, I'm I'm like, man, this is I don't know. It's weird. It's like it's really really sweet. Like super sweet. And it's like it feels super oily. Yeah, I can't remember when, when I had it, but I don't know. It it just didn't taste right. Yeah, but um, hey, I mean, definitely will say honey butter chicken biscuit is still oh, always yeah, yeah, a great yeah, option. Yeah. I don't think that that's uh, that's the one item I've had like great consistency. Bro, I gotta appreciate you putting me on to uh, Babe's Biscuits with Honey. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. Oh, man. Talk about bussing. I, I dream about that. So. Bro, talk about bussing. I was like, this is insane. Man. I was like, damn. Uh, it's like, you just have to like put a little drizzle on every bite, too. Like, oh. you can't just like uh, put, put it on the top. No, like every bite. You yeah, just... every single, yeah, every, oh. Those nah, things those, those are so dangerous. It's so soft. Oh, yeah, especially that they bring it out first, so you know they want to make sure you don't eat up so many sides. Yeah, that, that's all you can do on limited sides. Just like have a shit ton of biscuits, <laughs> put that out there first. I remember the first time I went there, I was like, "Damn, they only like when you order chicken." I was like, "Wait, I thought it was like all you can eat." They're like, "No, the sides." And I was like, "Oh, okay." I was like, "Well, then, like, do you get a list of sides? Like, can you order them like different sides?" And it's like, no, they only have a set. Like you know, yeah, they only got their they like, have three set sides, and then you just get unlimited of those. So I was like, oh, okay. So mind you, I'm like thinking this. I, for one, I'm thinking I got lied to because I'm like, well, you said it was all you can eat, but it's all you can eat sides. Like I, I don't, it's a chicken place. So I don't give, really give a fuck about the sides. And now the sides aren't. They're all you can eat, but I don't really have a choice in the matter. It's kind of just like whatever yeah. sides they have, and they're gonna bring them all. And I'm oh. just like, all right, it's not looking too good for you. But then, like them biscuits, oh. Oh yeah, but oh, honestly, the their mashed out? potatoes are the mashed are very the mashed potatoes are super good. That, that, oh, like shit. honestly, that's like the best mashed potatoes I've had. Like I, I usually tell them like, don't even bring out any green beans for me. Just mashed potatoes yeah, and corn because yeah, I like that. the corn too. The cream corn, cream corn is pretty good. But thank you, the green beans. Yeah, the green beans. Uh, they were looking not too really delicate in that, and and it's not kosher too if you're if you got dietary concerns. Yeah, as well. So. Just a heads up. But aside from that, Babe's Chicken is pretty good. Mm. Sweet tea could have been sweeter last night, though, for sure. <laughs> that's that's the, that's the Texas in you, bro. Yeah. <laughs> As a sweet tea, didn't have, like, gallons. I guess, I guess. Uh, it, has like Kool- it has Kool-Aid-level sugar in there. If you remember Kool-Aid, that was, like, sugar water. Yeah. <laughs> Food <Yep>. color. <laughs> Sometimes I'd still add sugar to that, dude. <laughs> yeah. 
So you have you hype. That's the only way to do hype it. Hype shit all day. Man. But I feel like that's the OG Kool-Aid. Like, now it's not really... Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a lot more watered down, I feel. I don't know. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like that's a good thing, because... Oh, yeah, but it's not a tasty thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, they had the, the retro Kool-Aid jammers, apparently, or something like that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Purple Source. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Shout out to Andy Fat Cheeks. <laughs> We had, we had to do it. <laughs> we have to know. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, that's me. Um, and uh, thank you for. Sorry, where are my manners? But thank you for having me on your show. Also, you know. Oh man, it's pretty. Uh, well, I was a little nervous, but now I'm feeling okay. Yeah. Got got me feeling confident in myself now. Gonna yeah. start doing stand up and, and stuff. <laughs> like, uh, I mean, honestly, I'm just like, this is how I sound, bro. Like, I'm sorry. Honestly, this this could be like, you could have told me this is just a recording from like a Discord channel or a server, and uh, and like I'd believe. See, it. I would do that if Discord's. Uh, audio settings were better and maybe it's just because i'm on an iphone i don't know but i really don't like it man like i don't, I don't like i don't like the fact that it just like muffles everything else uh i keep getting disconnected i can't have a conversation because if i like don't look at my phone and make sure i'm like constantly in there mm-hmm. i'll start talking and then it's like 20 minutes later i look at it is it's not are you my, usually like, connected to wi-fi or or just uh 4g i'm using a wi-fi and then I change, like, if it doesn't work, then I'll change it to my 5G. Mm-hmm. Just to kind of, like, usually it works on 5G after I change it. But, like, after I do change it to 5G, um, like, you How know, your 5G? Wi-Fi settings come back on. I still have an iPhone 6, so that, that's why I was, like... Well, I'm saying, like, after you change it, you know how when you turn your Wi-Fi off after a while, it comes back on? Yeah. So when it comes back on, that's whenever it starts, like, kind of freaking out. Again. Oh, okay. And then that's whenever Discord does all this, you know, all this shit, and then... I usually just have to leave the call and then like if I'm using my AirPods, I have to leave the call, uh-huh. take the AirPods out, put them back in the case, take the AirPods out, put them in, make sure it's connected, then join the call for before it works. Okay. So there's a whole lot. And I don't know if it's just, you know, I don't know if it's Discord or AirPods. Uh, and I also don't like the fact that if I, I can't, if I listen to music while I'm on a Discord call or something, I can't adjust the different volume levels. And okay. the music sounds like it's coming through Discord. So it's really muffled. Huh. Man, I don't know, but all I know is my iPhone just messes up whenever it's on Wi-Fi. <laughs> like, I, I have to have, uh, like, I, I cannot use Wi-Fi on that thing. Like, I have to be on 4G. And uh, I was just wondering if that was just me or, but it sounds like it might be a common issue with everyone. Yeah, and no, the Discord kind of. Uh, I mean, I like, I like the concept and everything, but it's like, man iPhone fix your, fix your yeah. It's like uh, Apple. Apple someone needs to someone needs to uh, help someone else out. Yeah, this this doesn't make sense. Everything else works just fine on my Wi-Fi, mm. but the phone, no, no not man. really. And it works great on 4G when I barely even have signal in my area too. Mm. So it's uh, something's fishy. I'm interested to see how the editing process is also for this. Yeah. So am I. Like you're just gonna. <laughs> uh, it's gonna be fun. It's gonna be fun trying to figure out what to do with this. Yeah. 
I, I mean, personally, I think I could just, you know, line them up and then put them together. But I don't think that's going to work. I feel like there's a lot more to it. Um, but, yeah. Okay. As long as you can save the file and just... Yeah, I'll, I'll I actually... One of my cousins uh, is a producer, so I'll just ask him, like, you know, there's there's definitely should be a way to combine these and at least, like, edit the volume or something to, like, you know, uh, make it work. So there's five different mic spots, basically, is what I'm seeing. Uh, well, this is a format. So it goes host, uh, then interview, then sound effects, then uh, music and that kind of thing. So it just kind of organizes it. But generally speaking, it only be like one to two mics, maybe three at the most. I don't. I can't imagine having like a like a lot of mics on one computer. That'd be too much. Interesting. Mm-hmm. So Eddie, the million dollar question. Yes. How do you feel about Israel? Well, I am not a fan of Israel, to put it lightly, <laughs> if you want me to be straight up. And I mean, mind you, I'm only bringing this up because, you know, we, I, we went to the Palestine. Uh, wait, shit. I keep saying Palestine. Is it Palestine or Palestine? Palest- Palestine. Palestine is a country. Palestinian okay. is okay. Know, someone from Palestine. We went yeah. to the Free Palestine uh, like protest rally on Saturday. Was it No, Sunday. Yes. And, uh, of course, it's like a big issue and everything. But um, luckily, where I'm seeing like a lot of things going around that kind of explain what the real issue is, because I'm not going to lie. Uh, generally, whenever I hear that, it's like, okay, it's like a religious fight type of thing. And mm-hmm. then you just kind of brush it off. But, uh, you know, social media and everything out now, people are easy to like, find out the real information and stuff. And it's uh, it's like one of those where it's not – like the, the the whole logo of like it's a religious war is not necessarily accurate at all, and it's kind of just used to kind of make it like a summarized issue that you can just brush off if you're not yeah really interested I, parties. I agree with that point. Um, definitely that it's not really a lot of people want to say it's like a conflict of religions or some holy war, but um, it's definitely not the case. Um, if anything, I would say Israel is the one who claims to use it for more of like a religious purpose while for us it's more of uh i say us because i'm palestinian originally uh just being like an apart how do i how do i uh, pronounce that word apartheid 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 Apartheid. that that, that. yeah sorry about that but um it's uh you know just palestinians being treated as uh, second class citizens getting you know pushed out from their land i mean i guess do you want to go like do you I mean, to start, I like, how, how this all came came well, to, like, start or what? I mean, to summarize history, it would be nice. I only brought it up just to be, just to kind of speak, to speak to someone about it from the perspective of someone directly involved, if that makes sense. Gotcha, gotcha. Like, you, it's like, sometimes, yeah, you know, you have people from outside who believe in the cause, you know, fire Palestine, uh, you know, free Palestine, fire Palestine, that kind of thing. But at the same time, you kind of want to hear from the people who are directly involved. It's like someone who directly, you know, is a part of what's going on. Because like me, I, I'm definitely in support of, Palest- of Palestine, right? Mm-hmm. But I don't have family there and I don't live there. So I, I understand yeah. that. But it's like sometimes you want to know exactly what's going on from someone who is being directly affected by what's happening. Yeah. Yeah, yeah definitely. Um, so 
basically where my parents were born is uh, what is what's called the Gaza Strip now, and uh, a little refugee camp there. And my grandparents, like they they lived in what was Palestine before 1948. Um, 1948 was the year where it was after World War II. Um, the Europeans, specifically the British, were trying to, you know, just like relocate all the Jews in Europe to what they claimed was like unoccupied land. Mm. So they basically, I, I remember one of the like quotes was something like, uh, uh, the Jews are people with no land and like Palestine was like a land with no people, which was like not true. There's mm -hmm. definitely people living there, you know, for for years before mm -hmm. uh, 1948, like a very, very long time. Yeah. Um, so it started off with, you know, just them buying like little bits of land mm -hmm. and like creating little settlements, if okay. you will. Um. And this was, mind you, this was like completely like agreed upon. Everything was, you know, cool and whatever. Like they um, gave them areas where it's like, yeah, you can go ahead and like, know. hey, you you bought the land, sure, you can you oh, can okay, like, yeah. chill here, you know, like. Um, but then eventually, what would start happening is that with the help of British uh, military and stuff, mm. they would start to force people out of like villages or their homes. Um, Using tactics, you know, they would, like, straight up just go in there and, like, kill, you know, kill people in the village to sort of, like, scare, like, people off. And it, it worked, like, back then. Mm. People were, like, very scared. I feel like the, like, my grandparents' generation, um, and this was something I was talking to with my uncle last week. Uh, it's like the, their generation was always very, like submissive you know like okay okay just just you know let us live you know and we'll like flee basically and whatever mm -hmm. but I'll, I'll get to that point again later um so basically like my grandparents would still have their uh, keys to their homes like back there in palestine before it was all seized and you can if you do like a quick google search you can see like a map of how uh, how israel has expanded over the years and it's basically how, like, the Palestinians are just being pushed into these small regions, basically. Mm -hmm. And uh, and th this most recent conflict, it's the first time I've seen it covered so broadly. Because this is an issue, like, like a lot of people, I know it's like their first time kind of hearing about some sort of conflict or yeah. something um, over there between Israel and Palestine. But for me... And for, like, a lot of, you know, people my age from, you know, the Middle Eastern region, we mm -hmm. kind of, like, grew up with this thing. You know, it's like, w ever since we were born, you know, we see the news and, like, the the issue with, uh, with the settlers, you know, either expanding or whether it be, like, uh, bombing Gaza again or whatever. Um, so, wh what am I trying to say now? Um, is that it's not, is the fight isn't new it's not a new fight it's, it's just been going on you yeah just, it's definitely not a new fight but yeah. uh, like it's been very refreshing to see it come to like a new light like this yeah because a lot more people for for the longest time i believe you know israel really 
really had a good spin on the like narrative in the media mm-hmm. on the situation. Oh, definitely. Because some people have heard about it before, but they were always that was like that's like their biggest tool um, was the media. Basically, like mm-hmm. they would control the story to make us look like we were the bad guys mm-hmm. terrorizing them the whole time, and uh, and like like terms like conflict. I don't know if I really like that word because a conflict would indicate like two equal sides like now i will say this mm-hmm. i will say when i was younger um i do remember on the news hearing about uh bombing on the gaza strip and like how bad the gaza strip is and you know when you're a kid i had no idea what the gaza strip was i i mean i they i knew it was middle east, in the middle east because they said it's in the middle east that's really all i had is just like okay mm-hmm. and it got whittled down to the point of like well the middle east is fighting again that's essentially it's like the middle east is fighting again. yeah over what we don't know this time they're just fighting again um now getting older and looking into it again like now when you hear what's happening i think now that people are able to see it because with social media you can like share a picture of you know you can share a picture or video mm-hmm. uh of like a, the result of a bombing or you can share like the video that was um about the kids who went to like they're like they can't go to the beach anymore because yeah. they went to the beach or something and like uh, a bomb came through and killed like all four of their friends or something. Yeah. Or like uh, a father who lost like four of his kids and he only has like it's him and his daughter because like his wife like like you see things like that and it, it it forces you to question things because you can't you can't like if I when I was a kid I actually asked someone I was like why what is going on with Israel like why is the U S sending so much like I I was just like you know what's going on with Israel that the U S is sending so much to them like here like they just sent them millions of dollars in aid and weapons and stuff I was like what's going on. And yeah. then they're like, oh, Israel's battling for their land or something, or Israel needs help and that kind of thing. So you grow up with all that, and you're like, okay, you know, that's fine. Uh, yeah. When it comes to Palestine, you know, they're like, okay, well, Palestinians are just fighting. Why? It's just like Middle Eastern are fighting again. Like, they're fighting the Middle East. Yeah. But now you're looking at it, and once you get a little bit more information, you get to see the result of, like, all these things. It, it makes you, it forces you to question what you've been told. Like, you can't look at that, you can't look at, so, like you can't honestly look at a place like Israel yeah. and see like the police come in to like you know Palestine to these uh, to like the people who are there who are getting mistreated like this and then be like Israel's fighting for their land. It's like I yeah, it's, it's, like, it's, it's, it's so one sided. It's ridiculous. It is you know like Israel's got what like the fourth best military in the world. Yeah, they got nuclear warheads. Yeah. Like. Uh, the Palestinians, they don't have an army, a navy, any type of thing. You know, it's, um, you know, they're basically stripped of all of that. You know, they barely have like police, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, so when people say it's like defending itself, defending like from what exactly, you know? Mm-hmm. And, uh, and of course, when like the Palestinians fight back, they're like, oh, well, they're firing rockets or they're terrorists or whatever. But really like, to those people there, you know, that's that's their, like, last line of defense, really. Last mm-hmm. people, like, fighting for them, you know? Um, it's, it's very easy for people to dictate a situation or, like, have an opinion on something when, honestly, most of the people who say, like, oh, well, I don't know if uh, I have enough inf- information about the situation or, like, mm-hmm. or they want to, like, choose, you know, like to be like supporting Israel or whatever. I'm like, like most of y'all haven't even really like left your hometown ever Mm. to even see like what, what it's like, you know? Um, And that's something that, you know, like back in 20, 
2014 maybe i think there was another war or something um i mean these types of things happen happen every few years yeah um like it's sad to say for me at least that like like i grew up with this stuff like i'm i'm so used to like those stories you were saying like you know like how like parent lost their children or Mm -hmm. like like that's Mm -hmm. literally just something i grew up with like it's because you know when we would watch the news it was like Middle Eastern news, so they actually show you, like, yeah, like, oh, yeah. Basically, news what everyone's seeing you. now it's for the like... first time is like stuff we always saw, like on the news, like mm-hmm. growing up, you know. So it's, uh, it's, uh, it's interesting to see how like they're losing control of the narrative here in the U.S., like because people are starting to see like both sides, I guess. Basically, just saying, like, as as sad as it is to kind of have to see all of this happen because all of my family lives in the gaza strip like all of my aunts Mm -hmm. uncles cousins Mm -hmm. um just one uncle from my dad's side is the only one who's left along with like my dad and like my mom Mm -hmm. um i uh i have a hundred cousins like literally a hundred not we sat there and counted them and, and you know all of their kids like because a lot of them are grown now and have kids of their own too yeah. so it's like uh like it's it's just so many people there and a part of why i could not like i last time i saw them was 2004 mm-hmm. and so like just just so you know like i guess what the gaza strip is like it's uh it's basically an open air prison I mean, it's like blockaded. There's a big, big ass wall all around it. Um, you know, there's the the like water and electricity. All of that is controlled. You know, by Israel. Like they control what goes in, what goes out. Like there's basically mm-hmm. nowhere to go, and it's like super difficult to get in or super difficult to get out. And uh, like one time in 2003, for example, we went to go visit from abu dhabi we were living in abu dhabi at the time so we fly out and there's like no airport in uh, gaza Mm. so like the way to go is we would fly out to cairo egypt okay and from the airport there a taxi basically drives you to the border which is like six hours away like it's a six hour drive Jesus. Um, that's like the closest way to get to that's like the fastest way to get to gaza is from that airport to, well, I don't know. Maybe now they might have like an airport closer or something, but I don't know. Um, so that's like, that's how we would go back then. It was like, and it was such a hassle because honestly, like not bashing on Egypt or anything, but like w- we just hated going to Egypt. Like we, I just like didn't like it there. Mm. Um, and, but we would have to stay like in a hotel, like for a night or two, like while we like recuperate there or whatever. Yeah. Um, so anyways, this time in 2003, probably like 11 years old at the time, mm-hmm. and uh, we go up there, we fly all the way out there, stay at a hotel in Egypt, and the next day we go six-hour drive to the border, and we get there at the border, and it's like uh, we loaded all of our bags and luggage on this like bus mm-hmm. that was supposed to like take us across the border but it's Mm -hmm. like an intense like checkpoint you know you got the egyptian side and then you got the israeli side yeah and they're just uh they're all just like basically controlling the border there 
anyways, we, we go up there and it's like this big ass warehouse thing right at the border. Really shitty place. It's like dirty. It's this just literally a huge warehouse where like they have like the customs quote unquote. Mm -hmm. And we're sitting there and there's a bunch of people with us and we're like waiting in line, like standing up, like to go out to the buses and it was like, dude, we, we were there like all day, mm. basically. And long story short, like we didn't get in. So we had to like, all we had was like some blankets. Mm. Uh, and all the people like around us also had like just some blankets. And we would just like lay out these blankets on the ground outside. And we would just like sleep outside, mm. you know, because we're just like right there on the border. Yeah. And we did that and stayed there for nine days, dude. Damn. Like nine days on just like outside, like sleeping outside. Like it's basically the desert, you know, there's like shade and stuff. They have like a sort of, it's kind of like, and a, this was to get, this was to get past the border. This was just to get into Gaza. Like it was, we stayed there nine days and eventually my folks were like, screw this, you know, let's, let's yeah. just uh, get out of here. And like, like I told you, we put the luggage on the bus, but everyone had their luggage, like on top of our luggage on the bus. So it took us like forever to even find your stuff. Uh, exactly. Mm -hmm. um, so that experience like really fucking sucked. I mean, it was pretty cool though, because we did meet like a lot of other just kids there that we never saw each other again. Cause yeah. you know, everyone was just going there trying to visit their family in uh in gaza and uh and yeah dude like we we couldn't even get in the whole time mm. like the egyptians also play a part in like whether they want to let you in or whatever mm. and uh yeah dude so it was like nine days of us just doing nothing and then just flying back like to abu dhabi damn like we were right there at the border basically um the next year we went and we got there really early. It was like two in the morning mm -hmm. at that same warehouse. And we were able to get in, but it wasn't until like 4 p.m. So it was basically like a 14 hour like ordeal, just like trying to just get in there, you know? Um, That's crazy. Yeah. Once you're done with the Egyptians, you're at the Israelis part. And then it's like mm. they're, you know, they have a little like just security checkpoint building or whatever. And, and it's crazy how you, when you get to the Israel side, everything's so much nicer. Now, all of a sudden, it's like a nice facility and everything. I'm like, damn, bro. Like, those Egyptians is a literal warehouse with, like, don't even have metal detectors. I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> like, damn. like, it was crazy back then. Um, uh, but that's where I learned to play chess, actually, was what that one summer where we stayed there nine days. Mm -hmm. Um the people who were sleeping on the tent next to us, they had, uh, the guy had a chess board mm -hmm. and they would just play chess. So they, they taught me basically all the moves then. And for like a good week over there, I was just playing chess. And, and that's how, like, that's literally how I learned how to play chess is like, it, it was a pretty interesting way to learn. Yeah. Like definitely. Um, so there's that extra bit of information. Yeah. I was, uh, man, that, that time was pretty rough, but like when, when we got in the next, uh, that next year, dude, mm. it was really lit. Like, <laughs> cause prior to that, it had been like maybe seven years since mm. I had been to Gaza. Like 
prior to 2004. I think it was like 1998 mm. was probably the last time I had been there before that. And then before that, it was like 93. Mm. Um, but those are the only three times I've been to Gaza. And, uh, dude, it was so cool. Like, sure, it's a third world country and like it's a refugee camp. And I mean, you see it and you see these dirt roads and little shitty like buildings. And you're like, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. This this piece of shit like uh, country or whatever. Mm-hmm. But, dude, like just from the second we landed, dude, like I remember going to my grandpa's house. And, uh, and you know, it's like a little, like, one-bedroom house. Like, it's a little, like, humble, you know, yeah. like, home. And uh, I was just sitting out there, and within five minutes of, like, me just, like, looking at the, looking outside. Mm-hmm. It's, like, a busy-ass street outside. It's just a one-way, like, mm-hmm. two-way, uh, just, like, one lane each, I guess. Mm-hmm. Just dirt road with, like, cars and, like, right. donkeys on carts and shit, like, like, going back and forth. Like, I see my cousin, like just like crossing from the other side and just pulls up like this is within five minutes of us being there mm-hmm. and he's pulling up to say like oh yeah. hey how's it going you know like long time no see and then dude it was like people just non-stop showing up dude like to the house like yeah just coming to say hello because like you know everyone our whole families are like there yeah and we're over here living in the united states at the time so we were like you know that one that one family that you that know is never there at no. the to hang out or anything you know so whenever we go up there cuz like my mom and dad also were born there and grew up there they have a lot of oh, neighbors like or like childhood stuff. friends that would also yeah. come come through like and mm-hmm. uh dude it was so crazy cuz like man my my folks are strict so mm-hmm. <laughs> it, whenever we were hanging out it's like no you can't be out late can't be out past yeah. the night and whatever Whenever we'd go there, they would just get so occupied with everyone. We would just like go out with all of our cousins, like <laughs> anywhere, dude. It was, it's like amazing, bro, just being there with them. And it, it, they would like treat you like royalty, dude. It was, it was so funny, man. I remember anyone just like looks at me wrong, like my cousins would all just like go like slap the shit out of him or something. Like, <laughs> like <laughs> I remember there's this kid on his bike, like trying to like talk shit. And my brother, uh, my cousin just like slapped him so hard, like he fell off his bike too. Like oh, it, it was, it was crazy, dude. That's funny. Because they'd be rolling like 10, 20 deep, you know, like it was, uh, it's crazy. Game. A lot of them like have kids now and are like, you know, settle down, whatever. And it would be great, honestly, to, to visit them again. But, but I had like such a great time there, dude. Mm. Like it's just being around your family, you know, and just being able to visit them. Like, you know, this goes back to the issue with like the Israeli occupation and whatnot Mm. is that like, dude, I can't even go like, just take a trip to go see like, like my family, you know, like it's been, it's been uh how many years now? Like sixteen years maybe. Mm-hmm. Like since I last seen them, it's uh it's crazy, man. I've had like relatives pass away. Um, like I have one grandparent left, you know, and uh, like an aunt and an uncle passed away like while we were gone, and then like everyone's having like kids and grandkids and whatever, mm-hmm. and it's like the family's really like growing and stuff, but you're like so disconnected yeah. from them, you know? And it's it's uh, it's just not easy to justify. Like where my parents live right now, mm-hmm. they live in the West Bank, which is like the other Palestinian territory. You have the Gaza Strip down here and the West Bank is more up there. Right. 
and uh and even from there they can't even go to gaza like because of how like blockaded it is by by the occupation basically um so that's that's a problem too with these situations is like okay they bomb gaza and then what they call it a ceasefire and then they call it a day like okay what what like lift the blockade or something like you Uh know it's it's crazy because like what's happening now like with the ceasefire and everything mm-hmm. this happens every time like every I feel time like i've heard that a ceasefire happened before though what's up i feel like i've heard that a ceasefire happened before yeah it's like okay it's a ceasefire but we're gonna go back to just like basically oppressing you still. oh you know yeah, like yeah, yeah, oh wow. oh well thank goodness you know you're not like oppressing us bombing us to death or whatever yeah. but like it's still it's still like pretty fucked like the situation wise you know um so i mean that's that's really my beef with israel you know we we've like when i mentioned earlier about the generation of our grandparents being very uh scared i Mm. guess they always did say like the third generation would be the one to like put up a fight which is which would be like our generation Mm. and i definitely see it like you know the the whole tactic for the israelis was if we keep like just killing them and like you mm-hmm. know uh kill their story they'll forget about this land basically but for us it's like the most important thing to like teach you know our kids and and everything is like like this isn't their land they're they're yeah. illegally you know and you know we fully believe like israel is not going to exist like eventually like it's not going to be forever mm-hmm. and that's not saying you know Oh, Jews aren't going to be there because there were always Jews that mm-hmm. lived in Palestine too. You know, it's like uh, Muslims, Christians, Jews—they all live there. The thing with Israel and why why it's not really a holy war is um, they're more of Zionists, mm-hmm. not Jews. And what they do is like they hijack the Jewish identity to justify you know what they're doing there, even though they they have like no interest in that land anyways. Um. And a lot of like, you know, Orthodox Jews, like the ones that actually like follow, you know, what the Old Testament said and everything knows that like it's forbidden for them to even go back to that land. So uh, so Zionism is like stealing that identity of this is my holy land, you know, mm. whereas for us, it's like, yeah, it's our holy land. But before that, like we've been here for like years, like, I don't know, like, mm. you know, this is a straight up like ethnic cleansing situation now. And uh, and I really don't see it as a like holy conflict. Um, I don't think you can. sure. There's parts of it that is like disputed, like Jerusalem. Like yeah, that is like the third most holy site in like Islam, you know. Um, but it's not like we're, you know, we were fighting someone for it, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, even as a even as a even if they try to, you know. I guess summarize it as just a religious fight. It, like you said, it gets to the point where it's like one side is fighting, saying that they owe it, they they are owed it because of you know so and so displacement and the one you know or so and so religion or whatever interest they have, and then one side saying, "Listen, man, we've been here." Essentially, mm-hmm. it's like we're saying we've been here. It's kind of like you know, it's like imagine you go up to someone's house, and you just walk well in there. It's like, yeah, I'm owed this. It's like, bro, no, I've been here for yeah. a minute. Like, yeah, I've been yeah. for a minute. No one else is here. What you mean? You, like, I don't owe you anything. <laughs> and then it's like, I, I see it similar to that situation. So in that case, it's more so 
I don't think it's I don't think it's more so religious in any aspect. More so, it's just kind of just like. I mean. I don't it's know. Just, the word. It's just I, I wouldn't, like I wouldn't say greed. <laughs> but it's just like, it's it's like one of those. It's kind of like a manifest destiny situation. It's like how did you? Because you know the manifest destiny. It's like whenever, um, basically, I think it was around the time the thirteen college stuff. Whenever the U.S. was expanding. Uh, Around the southern, the states like Texas, Mexico, uh, when Texas was part of Mexico and all that stuff, mm-hmm. it was some apparently some like you know manifest that basically said that they deserve to have the states down here, like they deserve to have Mexico. Mm. Uh, I think it's, I think it was Texas, Arizona, California, like those those states yeah. that used to belong to Mexico. Essentially, I think that's the manifest destiny was saying that they are owed these states, it's like they got given right or something like that. Under so, what premise? Like, what did they use? Honestly, <laughs> it's one of those things where someone. I honestly, I mean, they said it was like I think from what I understand, it was um, it was like God's will. That's like that kind of thing. Like it's not like it's uh, ordained by some heavenly power. But at the end of the day, you know, religion has been twisted to fit any kind of means that it needs to. Yeah. For the most part, like a lot of uh, aspects of religion get twisted. So Absolutely. that's why whenever I like whenever I heard, when I finally read that, I was just like, yeah. I mean, I'm not surprised that this happened. Especially with, you know, um, just overall knowledge of topics being either unavailable or not explained thoroughly to people back then. Mm-hmm. It's very easy to see how someone could have pulled that off. Um, yeah. It's... I mean, now it's a little bit harder since you can Google damn near anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it'd be a lot harder to, like, you know, convince someone that, provided that they're willing to actually, you know, seek out the answers for themselves. Yeah. It's, uh, even on, that's the thing. There's always going to be bias in whoever, like even even you hearing my side. I mean, it's uh, sure there's going to be some bias to it, but at the same time, it's a firsthand experience of. Like, I will I will say though, like even even with bias aside. Mm-hmm. I, I, okay, so actually, bias aside, I would say that there comes a point where you have to look at just like the blanket facts of the subject, right? So say so the blanket facts you could say from like even from like a simple post is that okay. There was a bombing that happened in, in Gaza, uh, children died. That's a blanket fact. Like, mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? There's nothing. There's no interpretation. Yeah. You know, a bomb came down. Children died. It's hard to look at that and have a bias that says, well, what was the reason behind it? Like you know. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's hard to kind of. It's hard to kind of. And granted, I I definitely know that someone could make an argument for it. Mm-hmm. But you know, I would honestly be interested to hear how because how because at the end of the day, it's like it's a child, right? Yeah. What what has any child ever done that warrants a missile like being like killing them? And not, and not to say yeah. that the missile is targeting that individual child, but the fact that a child died as a result of this, like what was what at what point did y'all look at like the kid saying, you know what, if he if a child dies, it's okay result as uh it's okay result of the action we're about to take yeah you know what I'm saying? yeah like how do you justify that this exactly saying. like yeah yeah absolutely it's uh that's that's what i try to like tell people but i don't know some people some people just ride too hard for a certain view they have to where it's like you know it's like it's a football team or something yeah, you know, like, <laughs> like this ain't the Dallas Cowboys, dude. You can't just like sit there and be like, "I'm with you," like forever. Yeah. You know, sometimes you gotta take a step back and really question 
like, is this ethical? Is this actually like morally right or wrong? You know, because whenever you see, whenever you see any of the footage or anything, you're not seeing, you know, soldiers and stuff talk about how they've lost anyone. You're not seeing fighters or anything like that. You're seeing like just random people, like like a mom or a dad, like a regular guy who's just trying to make ends meet for his family. Or something talk about how he has no family anymore. You're not yeah. seeing soldiers talk about. It. And then even then, when you see the actual, you know, footage. Uh, it's always just the police against like regular civilians mm-hmm. that honestly look they're just trying to like they're honestly pleading like it's like kind of like a leave me alone situation it's like bro for like for today yeah. just chill yeah like just for today can you like not you know do this shit mm-hmm. so I mean that's why I'm glad I'm glad that a lot of people are looking at it now even the protests we went to on Sunday I was glad I was glad to see not only how many people how many people were there not only to see how many people were uh like that lived in those places that were around there that actually took the time to like show the footage and like yeah. show the support or whatever. But also I was surprised to see the people that like clearly might not have known that a protest was happening, but then joined in. Yeah. Like there are some people there who like definitely woke up thinking that, you know, today was just a regular Sunday and then they see like people marching down the street. And there was even a, like three people that we saw that were like, you know, uh, recording and everything. Yeah. Around the time it was almost done, we saw them in the protest. Like they were mm-hmm. in the crowd and everything. Um so, I mean that's always like really it's it's one of those things that shows that there is there, there, there's a lot of awareness for what's actually going on. Yeah. Which is always good. Like you always want to make sure that people understand the full story of what what the cause is. Like so it doesn't get like misinterpreted or misconstrued or anything. It's uh it's definitely been the most encouraging part of this and uh you know the whole timing of the situation sucked cuz it was the last few days of Ramadan and you know we were like getting ready for Eid. Yeah. And I was like with my family up in Michigan, you know, and then whenever yeah. like we heard of all that shit going down, like it really kind of like you know, it we still like had a good time but definitely was like something that was on our minds like the whole time. You know, because like you, like them, their whole families are there too. So we were like talking to their family too. You know, while all this was going down, um, I felt like I felt like when I first heard about that, I was like, "That's personally." Mm-hmm. I felt like I was like, "That's crazy coincidental." It's like around the time of Eid. Yeah. Which, to be fair, you know, I don't like. I said, I'm not. Uh, I'm not um, a Muslim. However, mm-hmm. when I grew up in uh, when I grew up in Ghana. Mm-hmm. We learned about Islam. So we understood like the holidays and Ramadan and fasting. We understood yeah. the general principles and cultures and things like that. So I kind I did know that Eid was coming. You know, I knew what Eid was, I knew the, the, the importance of it. And then to hear about this around the time, I I mean honestly I was just like, this is crazy coincidental. Yeah. Like yeah. this is like the Eid coming off of like COVID, coming off of like a tough year. Like this would be this would have been like a huge celebration of just like I guess like life, essentially. Yeah, yeah. And then this happens. I was like, "This is crazy coincidental." Yeah, man. It's not the first time Quote Israel unquote, like, like it's not the first time they strike uh, like Gaza during Eid time either. So it's like definitely something they know very well, you know. And uh, it just goes to show like how how twisted they can be. Um, but you know, just just that happening then it like really sucked but just being able to see it everywhere on social media seeing people who i've never seen even like who i would never thought would even like give a shit about the situation honestly have like spoken up um seeing people in congress even like mm-hmm. actually like talk about it this is a, a mm-hmm. first like a really 
like to us it, it seems like a really big step you know it's um it's just going back to that whole narrative thing you know like the narrative they don't really have such a strong gra- uh, grasp on the media anymore mm. uh thanks to social media in a way can be a double-edged sword for sure but definitely but i feel like this is one of the times where i'm actually thankful for social media i'm like because man people are like i'm uh, in my head i'm just like damn it's about time dude like (laughs) like finally (laughs) you know this is what you know being a kid you know and you're at home like watching this stuff and then nobody in your class even knows about it you know it was really frustrating dude yeah i'm like man you know like my my family's in danger and you know i thank god like it pays it pay it, i think it takes a it's definitely something that takes a huge toll yeah like you know it's like kind of like you said um imagine if you was just that same that same thought came to my head the other day like at the protest i was like you know imagine if you are you know a father right say for instance you have, you have your whole family here and everything like that mm-hmm. and then you have like your brother like a, a father who's here, who has a brother in Palestine, in, uh, mm-hmm. Palestine, and he hears about this happening, and then it's like his brother passes away, or something, and he can't see him. Mm-hmm. So now it doesn't have to be his brother; it could be like his friend. But now it's like he lives in America, and now he has to go to work with that on his mind. Yeah, it's gonna affect what he does. But it's like if he tells anyone about it, you know, and this, and then I, honestly, I don't think this is just an opinion. But the way America treats, sometimes the way they treat issues, mm-hmm. like the same issue across different, I would say, races, is generally kind of not fair. Yeah. Because like, I can no, definitely, no, no. like, it's like now you got to go to work with this in your conscience. You think about this, like, think about your friend, brother who passed away, whatever. It's, it's, it's weighing on you. You're grieving about it. But at the same time, you know, capitalist machine got to keep on moving. Yeah. You go to work, you might not be feeling it. You know, at your job, you might tell them, but, you know, for the most part, they're probably not going to care. And how I mean, you know, kind of to be honest, if, you know, Middle Eastern, depending on when you're working, they would probably definitely not even like you for, like, slacking off. they probably just yeah start using it against you at some point. Yeah, um, absolutely. It's... But that is to say that it's something that is a lot, it goes a lot deeper than just protesting it for the people who are involved. The people involved is a lot deeper than just a protest in the streets. It helps. Yeah. But, you know. It goes a lot deeper than that for a lot of people. Definitely, man. Uh, I know for me, I feel like I'm just like really jaded to it now, you know, and it's 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 even really crazy to just talk to my family because like we'll talk to them over there and we're like worried as hell for them, you know, mm-hmm. but but they're like, oh, it's OK. We're used to this now. You know, we've like, yeah. you know, they're so chill. You can just hear airstrikes in the back and like nobody gives a shit. Like it's like. Yeah. It's like whatever, you know, if we go, we go like. Yeah. You know, it's uh it's uh, it's really messed up, you know. The of course the younger kids are usually the ones that are like you know, really scared, but says is say like a lot of them like grew up with these like kind of airstrikes and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um so it's uh it's definitely a conflict that like is it's going to stay ongoing, you know, and but you know i'm we've just been given that sliver of hope that you know at least since there's more awareness about it this time around you know hopefully it just starts to get better from here on out i mean we say that after every time <laughs> there's like a a war and then a ceasefire but a lot of I it mean, has to do with 
the current like ruler, uh, the prime minister of Israel, because mm. he's facing like you know corruption charges and fraud and whatever, and him like starting this kind of like war was was kind of a way to make sure he stays in power for a little bit, you know, mm. just to like get people's minds off of it or whatever. But um, I mean, I think that um, if anything. You know, like you said, every every time the the uh, what's it called, it gets not more pl- publicity, but mm-hmm. uh, you know, awareness comes up. Yeah, it's like this might be it. I honestly, I think that this might be a, a big push. I think with uh, like you know, with social media and globalization. Yeah. A lot of the issues that uh, people who aren't social media heavy, like a lot of the issues that they see. They they take it upon themselves and treat it like it's their own issue. Mm-hmm. So they'll take on the fight for you know an injustice somewhere else in any way they can. Uh, I don't think that I don't think that happened a lot before. Because if you think about the time periods like that happened, mm-hmm. um, even in the last century, like even if you go back to like the ni- like nineteen twenty till now, like in the last century, like the fight has changed quite drastically. Yeah, like from what people were doing to what they what they've done, the environment has changed quite drastically. Mm-hmm. Like you know, the world itself has changed drastically. Like I think if you can think of it this way, like thirty years ago, you couldn't you couldn't necessarily speak to someone across the globe within a matter of minutes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it yeah. take a while. Like now, I can text my cousin in Ghana right now. I can yeah. just text him. He if he's awake, he'll respond. Yeah, like that's something that couldn't happen. That couldn't have happened like thirty years ago. It's a thought that's like crazy so now it's like information spreads so fast it's hard to hide mm-hmm. actions behind news coverage of this one reporter out in this country yeah who's getting the story from her you know people that work there and it leaves a lot of things to be you know misinterpreted or yeah. up in the air maybe not necessarily trustworthy you know you can't do it's kind of hard to to do that whenever you have people who have like on the ground footage like on their phone of like you know people getting harassed by like cops and stuff, like yeah. whether I mean it's like it's honestly it's whether it's you know in Palestine whether it's here, like any country that has it, you know it's a lot of a lot of things coming out now that are making people, you know, question a lot more, which yes. is good. Like it's it's now is now a less um, there's a lot less of just kind of accepting things because that's just the way they are, and a lot more of like well even if that is the way they are why not change it. Yeah, you know, like just because just because it's tradition doesn't mean that it has to stay the same. Like not all traditions are great. Like, there's a number of traditions that, uh, and that's not just like cultural traditions, but just even the way you see people in society that need to change. Mm-hmm. You know, like you could have said like what thirty years, thirty forty years ago, it was tradition to like pick a woman last for a promotion or something like that. Yeah, you know, it's not a cult. It's not like your tradition. It's not your everyday definition of tradition is not a cultural thing but within your company it's cultural you know yeah so it's I think the push is coming to adapt um, <laughs> keep uh, until then I'll definitely be at a protest I'll, I'll definitely I'll go protest man anything to, like I said anything to go piss off cops and uh, <laughs> the racist white people really just the system you know yeah, this yeah. Uh, system of oppression I yeah. feel like anything that pushes back against that machine I'm down I'll be there yep uh, like like you saw, you know, at the at the protest, you know, there's a lot of people from South America. There's you know, the Black Lives Matter movement also yeah. were there, you know, and uh, and this 
this is the one thing we all have in common is that, you know, we faced oppression, you know, mm-hmm. like all of our people, maybe not us personally, but, you know, our people, you know, it's just kind of a part of, becomes a part of like our culture sort of, you know, like, oh, we're always being oppressed by, you know. I will say, though, just um, to kind of close out on this, mm-hmm. generally speaking, or not generally speaking, but like, one thing that the protest that surprised me was the way it was kind of like a. And now, granted, I've been to other protests too, uh-huh. um, and they all some of them do turn out to be like this. However, I will say that the ones I went to last year uh, were more dangerous. Um, but that's because I think the nature of the protest itself yeah. was more volatile, you know. Because and like just in the situation, like you know, protesting for uh, police brutality against black people. Yeah. It's gonna be a lot more volatile when the protest includes police and black people. Yeah, you know what I'm yeah, it's uh, definitely hits closer to home. Like, granted, yeah. this one, like, it was also it was very important, but you know, it wasn't so much like it wasn't as if you were in Palestine in Palestine protesting against yeah. the Israeli police force while you're in Palestine, and the people that are monitoring the protest are the Israeli police force. You know yeah, saying? yeah, absolutely. There so, would definitely be. It was Some more calm here, but popping off, it know? was it was definitely good to see that it was more of like a family, not a family event to make it seem like it was something that's like, what are you going to do today? Go into the protest. But it's more so like they brought their family there to kind of show, I, I felt, to kind of show them that, you know, this is it. Like, yeah. This is what, like your people, have, like our people go through this. Yeah. It's not so much hiding in like, oh, you know, uh, leave them at home because they're just like, no, nah, I mean, like it might, I mean, it might be, but it's like, this is it. Like, this is what we have to do with like your, your family back home is dealing yep. with something that's very important. You just can't leave them behind and not consider them because you live here because you have the, the divine favor or the blessings or the opportunity or whatever it is that got you here. You can't just, you know, you know, disregard what's happening over there. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. Yeah, that's uh, and and when we were kids, you know, our parents would take us to protests as well. Back mm. uh, back, we used to live in Washington D.C. Mm. So uh, it's there's like this joke that says, you know, if if you ever like meet a Palestinian, like don't don't worry, like they'll let you know that they're Palestinian or whatever. And like mm-hmm. it is a joke, sort of, but at the same time, like if we really think about it, it's because our identity has been like under attack for like ages with the media you know they're really like trying to erase our people and it's something that we will never like ever forget you know and and that's why it's very for us it's really important to involve you know the next generation and really educate them about like the situation you know when i was like in michigan you know i have a i have a cousin he's like 20 years old you know younger um and he was kind of like just asking uh, his dad, my uncle, you know, about like what was going on in in uh, Gaza at the time. I, mm. I forget exactly what it was, but but it's like he asked like a question that like should should be like really like known by like, you know, just being Palestinian or whatever. Mm-hmm. And he, he snapped at him for a second. Like my uncle, he was like, uh, you have to know these things, you know, like mm-hmm. you, you, like uh, you can't just... Uh, just go on and like forget about like our identity he's like these are things you must know you know like he made it very clear like Mm -hmm. this is not some shit we just like let go and forget about you know and uh and um like i said just because of us like i know whenever i have kids someday like they're definitely gonna know about this you know it's like Mm -hmm. it's not something we're just gonna let die off yeah yeah 
you know, my hope is to one day, you know, be able to just live in Palestine, honestly, Mm. like, you know, but given the situation right now, it's impossible. Like, it's, uh, it's really just not ideal, you know, and um, uh, a lot of people say, you know, the solution is like a two state solution or whatever. Mm hmm. But I'm I'm gonna be honest with you. You know the people have tried that for years, and all that happens is like Israel just keeps grabbing more and more land, yeah. more settlements. So it's very clear that they don't want a two state solution. They just mm. want, they want just everything. us to continue slowly, slowly, just eradicating these people, basically. So you know, as as sad as it is, you know, two state solution is not gonna work. It's um, mm. and it's something you know, it's a very like core principle to us to like. Uh, don't forget like your roots basically mm-hmm. so so i don't know man i'm i'm hopeful for the future though there's a lot more awareness on the situation like we said hopefully we can get some shit like eased off or something you know like mm-hmm. not even asking for that much right now but uh but uh, it is what it is you know i hope uh hope i was able to give a good enough like <laughs> insight on the i guess my my personal view on the situation whatever i mean hey um, listen matter what anyone says it's a lot better than some random celebrity tweet yeah i hate that shit bro honestly <sighs> i don't i don't know about but i mean i will say this like i i mean people that know me know i'm very biased against like the infatuation that you know is the celebrity like yeah. I, I don't i don't like the infatuation that comes with being like with pe- that people have with celebrities. Yeah, and I used to think that it was really like an American thing. Like I used to think that it was like oh, like it's just American a people, people thing. And especially after I moved, like when I moved to Ghana and I came back, I was like, God, American people love celebrities so much. Like, I couldn't understand why the Kardashians are so famous. Like I don't understand why yeah. people are just like they love. Like why is it that you let them consume so much of your life? Like, yeah, why are you all about that kind of thing? I I um, never understood that either. I'm yeah. like, what what are these people even doing for you? You know, yeah. the thing that blows my mind is when when some celebrity decides to create a GoFundMe or something to like raise money for a cause. I'm like, bro, what about your money? Yeah. Like, what? You're rich. Like, See, what? <laughs> yeah. And people will actually go go pay money into that. It's like, uh, I, I mean, you, you know me too, Nana. Like, I don't know much about like tv shows or movies or anything i barely even watch stuff so honestly i don't even know a lot of celebrities like you you could tell me names and i i probably wouldn't know them maybe if you show me a picture i would know who they are whatever but like i mean following celebrities yeah it's like that it really i feel like people who do that need to reassess like their own like character for a second Mm -hmm. like now don't get me wrong like if you like i'm also someone who likes art which means I would I like traditional art, I like music, yeah. I like film, like those three types of art, like just the main ones I kind of pay attention to. Mm-hmm. Now, if there's like an artist or a director or like you know a producer or something that like makes good art, yeah, I'm not I'm not I'm not against giving them their props. Like if and if I see them, I'll definitely like you know talk to them. Like, hey, I'm a fan of yours. Like you you create things that are amazing. Yeah, but that's not to say that you know I'm not so hung up on the idea of like the celebrity that. You know, I'm not like if there's an ever like it's kind of like the 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 Dave Chappelle joke when uh he was talking about Jacques, the 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 report of something there was something happening 
-hmm. was like either like uh, some like either shootout or whether like some some disaster happening. Yeah. And it was like he was talking about like what does Ja Rule think of this? Like they they corresponded with Ja Rule. It's like that kind of thing. It's like yeah, it's a joke, but it's like yeah, like you know some people look to celebrities for like so much stuff. Like that's like their that's their thing. Like, how are you feeling? And I'm like, dude, they don't even know you. <laughs> yeah, like, I'm not, like, if you're waking up and tweeting a celebrity every day or trying to, like, message them every day, it's like, you know, I'm, the over-infatuation is, like, the thing I'm just like, ah, oh, man, I don't, I can never understand it. Yeah, it's, it's, I don't know. It's honestly just something I can't relate to because, like, I've yeah. never. But it's not just an American thing. No, not at all. It's, like, it's everywhere. It's, like, wherever there is someone who has fame it's a sort of idolism of sorts yeah. you know like which is uh it's actually frowned upon in our, in our like culture and oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And you stuff, can't you idolize know, and, any man yeah you know, that kind of thing any yeah man, like, a man-made and, like object and honestly like i feel like that makes sense i'm like well, really what benefit do you get from that like nothing mm-hmm. you know just wasting your time and energy Following these people who literally do not know you exist. Yeah. Like for what? <laughs> yeah. Hopes of being uh, featured on their show or something? Like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, man. People are weird. <laughs> yeah. Um, but hey, not not going to hate on you if you know that's, that's what you're into, you know, researching celebrities and whatnot. I don't know, man. You know, for my first one of these, mm-hmm. I basically didn't know what to talk about. Mm-hmm. And uh, I basically started, I was like, you know, I'm just going to give information out. And the first thing I did was talk about, like, health benefits. That's really it. Health benefits? That's all I had. Oh, really? <laughs> I was like, like I'm going to talk benefits? about something. Huh? Like insurance health benefits? Yeah, because I was like, I'm just going to talk about, I, I was like, I, mean, I just want to drop knowledge, I guess. Because, like, people will listen if you, I feel like people will listen if you have something important to say. Yeah. So I was just, you know, I was like, all right, well, I'm, most people don't know about this. So, you know, just talk some shit about that. Shoot, man. If I can give anyone advice is like, don't go buy, don't go put a down payment on a like brand new car ever. You know, just if you got the cash, just buy you a good little used car. You know, there's there's a lot of good shit out there for. You don't like new cars? What's up? You want to get a new car? Uh, if I can afford it cash, I would, but I would never finance, uh, a car. Okay, yeah, 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 see, I'm with that. I don't like, I don't like financing. I've seen, uh, working at the bank, just seen a lot of people who will buy even used cars and finance them for like five years and their interest rates are crazy. Granted, not everyone's going to have a crazy interest rate, but I was seeing shit like 25% mm-hmm. all the time. And, uh, it's just such a bad deal, like... 25% interest rate? Who signs up for that? Wait, you seen that? That's crazy. The bank Were they blind? At was, um, how did they not, how did they, only how did they not see that? The bank, the bank I used to work at would finance people with bad credit or no credit. Like no, uh, no social, basically undocumented mm. uh, people. But they would still give them loans. And... Uh, and yeah, dude, you'll see like the highest rates on that. People paying like three times what the car's worth. Like, it was robbery, dude. But I realize not it was people will still get like a 2% interest rate or whatever. But the thing is, you're still paying more money than you could for the car over a certain period of time. 
after which the value has depreciated so much, like yeah. you can't even like your only option is what trade it in for another newer vehicle. Like that's mm-hmm. the whole trap. Like I've seen that happen with people so much, and um, and just coming from someone who's had a lot of cars in the past since I was a dealer, mm-hmm. honestly, like you'll at the end of the day you'll realize like you just really need something for transportation because you get over that new car feeling like within a week or two, you know, like people, it's crazy how much people will drop for, I need this brand new car. All right. And I'm go pick up my buddy in it and show it off for like a week or two. And, and then, and then what, you know, well, you're stuck with this new car, pretty, pretty big ass monthly note. And, uh, and then there's maintenance too, depending on what kind of car you have. Don't buy a European car either. They're the worst. Really? Oh, yeah. I mean, I was only going to get, I think. Yeah. I was going to get Japanese anyway. Yeah, just stay away from your Mercedes, BMW, Jaguars. Uh, oh, those are like, those are the luxury cars. Like, those are the cars that I'm going to look at when I have money. Like, even when you have money, then just look for something that's not European because really? those are the worst, dude. Damn. They are such high maintenance. Like, they break down so much. But an Audi looks good. What's up? But an Audi looks good. It looks good. I used to have an Audi, honestly. It was one of my favorite cars, but like the issues on it, like just little like electrical bullshit and mm. like having everything like mess up. And it needs someone who's like, who really knows their shit to fix it too. Mm. Um, you can't just take it to just any mechanic. Yeah, you know, it's got to be like a, an expert yeah. on the matter. But that's just my advice i might be biased there too uh i drive a lexus and honestly that's it's very low maintenance um and like at the auctions they'll always go for a higher price because they know they're like better quality like those bmws and stuff and german cars you can get them for i feel like cheaper at auctions definitely than what their um, japanese counterparts would sell for you know yeah but and also because Sometimes you'll go to an auction and see, uh, like, European cars that are there because, the per- like, whatever the fix they needed was too expensive for whoever had it. Yeah, that's definitely, I'm pretty sure that's what the Audi was like, because it would always say that, like, the parking brake was on, even though it wasn't. Mm. Um, it would just randomly beep, like, some lane departure sensor, like, randomly. Mm. It just got so annoying. All the, like, dings and beeps and... But it drove amazing. Like, it drove really well. Like, it was my favorite car, honestly. But, I don't know. I, I had my mechanic look at it. And, honestly, my mechanic was only good for shit like uh, replacing tires or, like, oil changes. And uh, I feel like he just, like, fucked it up even more, dude. So, I had to sell it again with, like, more shit wrong with it. Mm. So, Yeah. End up making a loss on it, but it's okay. I drove it around for quite a bit. But yeah, man, I was uh, I was just talking about healthcare shit, like just benefits stuff. <laughs> healthcare benefits. And I realized that, and also my last job, because I was, I realized now that I have to apologize. I was venting a lot, like coming off the clock on that. Last oh job. yeah, it's so all good. I was good. venting so much, man. Like I was so mad. I was like, <laughs> I was like, I'm never working in insurance, like Bro. ever. <laughs> don't it's not even worth it man i was oh my god but it's like i was just it's just 
even now, like listening, joining like the mentor things and everything for like the industry in Texas. Yeah. It's so weird. Like there's so many conflicting bits of information. Mm-hmm. Like especially when it comes from, um, when it comes to like when you do your resume, how you apply for a job, you know, uh, how you move up. Yeah. And it's so like so many people have like when you ask someone. The answer is always different, but it's not like different with like a few similarities. It's like vastly different. Like some people I've like I've met definitely met some people like the guy earlier today, mm-hmm. um, who were like you know meet out meet recruiters, uh, build a relationship with them, and that kind of thing. You know, make a true heartfelt relationship, right? Well, my first problem with that is, well, actually, let me just say that like the general ones are like that. You know, build a relationship with the recruiter, and then apply. Then there are those who will tell you that, yeah, just go to the site. Like, anytime you ask them as a recruiter, they say, just go to the site. Like, go apply to the site. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, some people will tell you just, like, you know, when you tailor your resume to the job description type thing, that kind of, all that, like, that's, like, another option. They'll say, like, that if you just apply for resume. And there's all different answers. Yeah. But it's, like, they're so vastly different. It's, like, well, so there's no one right answer then. You know, so it doesn't like all the since there's no one right answer. How come you guys are all saying that this is the right way to do it? You know, mm, that's uh, it's uh, it it's definitely. I mean, there definitely isn't just one way to do it for sure. I think it's important to see what best fits your situation at the time. Mm-hmm. Like, like right now, what are you trying to? What are you? What would you like to work in right now? Like, oh, I don't know. I was just saying that in general. Okay. But, I mean, with me, more so... I'm just curious also as to what you're, like, trying to work, um, like, towards just, you know, you being... Did you have a healthcare job before this insurance job? Mm-hmm. What was it? I worked in supply chain. Okay. At the hospital. Okay, what was that like? Did you actually just report to the hospital? Or, like... Yeah, it was it was interesting. Um, it was mainly you're working within the hospital, like you mm-hmm. physically were working within the hospital. Okay. Um, just really moving a lot of supplies from location to location, kind of filling orders and getting supplies where they need to go mm-hmm. when they need them. Um, I mean, it was cool. It was, it definitely isn't something that I wanted to do though. Like I could definitely, like where I see my career job to be, it wasn't really, you know, in that environment. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's like, it was, it was a warehouse job. A large portion of it was like a warehouse job. Yeah. And nothing wrong against that. I had a, it was fun. It was fun. It was chill, everything. But it's just like, that's not where I wanted to be okay. or I want to be later on. Now, um, where I kind of, the work environment I kind of see myself in is kind of like, not necessarily corporate, but at least kind of office-ish in a way. Like, yeah. not suits all day. But it's just like, well, it's kind of like, you know, it's weird. It's weird in between. It's like not suits all day, but it is kind of coordinated and structured in a way of like you know, employee, supervisor, manager type thing. Yeah, you see what I'm saying? Um, now, where there's more modern, I guess that well, more modern setting, of course. Um, but I see that just because a lot of what I wanted to do, what I want to do, revolves around project management. Like I really want to do project management. Okay. And that is like a team thing that falls under like one person as the leader who has someone else they report to for the project. And then like the person they report to is technically like their like supervisor. I guess they kind of observe and like input where it needs to go and things like that. Okay. That's kind of what I want to do. Uh, it just happens. I just want to do it in healthcare, you know, uh, but I'm not clinical. Mm-hmm. So it'd be like kind of the businessy aspects of it. I see. 
I, I don't know. I kind of like one thing. Uh, one th- <laughs> Sorry, this dude on the screen was doing some yeah. stupid shit. But uh, one thing about healthcare that I like, I don't know. Like whenever I'm at a hospital, I just feel like so like energized. It's weird. I don't mm. know. I think uh, I think I just like the hospital environment. Like something about it. Like mm. you know just walking the halls or whatever it just i don't know why i just feel like i just like that setting you know so i feel like i mean i i like it too i don't know i think it's just because of the job i had at the time i wasn't able to fully appreciate it mm-hmm. versus like there's other positions where i feel like i would definitely appreciate it more if i was in that position but to be honest with the working from home every with the work from home thing that changed everything yeah um I'm kind of down for this, bro. Like, just work from home all the time. I'm really oh, down for yeah, that. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like, that's something I'm definitely uh, liking. Don't get me wrong. I would love a work from home position. And I, I did apply to a lot of those positions, too. I actually mm-hmm. interviewed for a couple as well. Um, but this is the one that, you know, I ended up getting. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to be honest. I was, like, kind of bummed out at first that it wasn't, like, a work from home position. Mm-hmm. But... I felt like this being a new, you know, new industry and everything, I think it's important for me to actually be out there and just uh, be able to, like, establish that network, you know? Mm. Like you were saying earlier, I'm not talking about kissing anyone's ass or, like, anything like Mm -hmm. that. Uh, I mean, I don't do that shit. But I want to... Because, you know, I didn't really do that, like, at my old job at all. Mm. But what I do want to do is just, like, just do my shit, you know? Just... Like I was, I would just get on my work and just finish it and like do it. And I wouldn't like, I wouldn't go over the top, I would say necessarily for, Mm. to like please anyone in upper management or anything like that. But I had a lot of people who could vouch for me, you know, Mm. like the whole office could vouch for me. Like, yeah, he knows how to get shit done. He knows, you know, what to do and whatever. And just hearing about like certain coworkers of people, you know, and like their capabilities within healthcare is like really questionable you know, I'm thinking like, damn, maybe it's uh, it's not so hard. It won't be so hard to like just be able to just actually do your job, you know, there. Mm. Um, I don't know. I just feel like uh, I also need to get a firsthand experience because maybe this isn't what I want eventually. But mm. it would suck, you know, because I'm going back to school for this and whatever. But <laughs> <laughs> Well, I mean, even with a degree in healthcare administration, there's a lot you can do outside of a hospital. Oh, yeah. Um definitely doesn't have to be limited to that like my mentor he was he was uh telling me about like working for a vendor or something for healthcare instead like or it's a it's an interesting uh path like a possibility i didn't even think of but i don't know i don't think i'm gonna do that (laughs) right now i really just want to try the hospitals yeah i mean yeah i mean to be honest there are there's certain places, like certain hospitals, if I was like offered a job there, I would definitely accept it in a heartbeat. Like the Mayo Clinic? Oh, bro. I would, I would probably Where's the that. Mayo Clinic? What is it? Well, no, where is it? Here. Like, is there one around here? I don't think so. I think there's only one. Okay. Um, Mayo Clinic. I feel like I had a classmate who worked there. Uh, looks like they're all the same address. Where is it? Rochester, Minnesota. 
I feel like, yeah, I feel like my cousin definitely, uh, sorry, not my cousin, but my old classmate in Abu Dhabi, he, uh, pretty sure he worked there for a little bit, but he's a, an actual doctor, physician. Mm. They really do a lot when it comes to healthcare. They, they do like, like a lot of, uh, I won't say experimental treatment, but when it comes to like think, testing out like futurist, like things for the future of healthcare. Yeah. Or working on that, that, they do a lot of that. They do a lot of trials, like on... Not necessarily. Well, I guess trials, but it's less of like doing trials like tests, but more not like they're not the ones to be. They're not the ones that are like doing test procedures and things like that. But they're the ones that are like the people that work there are creating like new like ways of treating people. I guess it's like that's the way. Like they're really they're really prestigious clinic. That's a look. I'd have to relook it up to see exactly everything they exactly everything they've done. But they're really prestigious as a clinic. Okay. Some of the best healthcare in the world. Man, yeah, like I said, I just gotta, <laughs> I just gotta tough it out and see. Yeah, I mean, I'm kind of with you on that one. Like, I have to work in the hospital. I do want to work in healthcare, but I, I see myself kind of in an office setting, but like not the traditional. I don't know. It's weird to say, like, not a traditional office. It's like in the corner somewhere in the office, but like one that's more with the other, like. Like, I don't want to be sectioned off somewhere or separated mm. from, like, t- the people that I work with. You know what I'm saying? I see what you're saying. If I did have an office, I'd like it to be, like, closer to the people I work with rather than, like, sectioned off, that kind of thing. And I feel like in hospitals, a lot of the times, that is kind of where the offices are. Well, maybe it could have just also been the hospital I worked at. So it could have yeah. just been laid off of that at the same time. Because some, some of them were where everyone kind of works, but at the same time, some of them were sectioned off, so. It really just depends, I guess, on where you work. But uh, I don't know. Just wherever I land, I see, I guess. But um, it's an interesting field, man. I love how vast it is. And, like, there's a lot of different areas in it that I feel, oh, maybe I might be interested in this area more than this area. Mm-hmm. Eventually, who knows, you know? Like, there were actually, I caught at the end of the mentorship about not necessarily moving up vertically but more Laterally. so diagonally oh yeah yeah um just because you're in one department doesn't mean you won't be in another department or whatever but i feel uh i don't know i'm sure there's other industries that have it like this as well but i feel like healthcare is truly the one where it's like you can have the biggest variety of like skill sets mm. for employees required honestly everything from a physician to a line cook or a line chef or whatever mm. Uh, security, you know, I'm sure they need engineers and architects and you got software, which is uh, healthcare information systems. I, I expect to be one of the biggest like job markets out there, I think. Soon. Oh, definitely. That, that's going to be in really high demand. Um, anything with information systems or analytics, like mm-hmm. that's really what's king right now. I'm trying to get dip my toe into that right now myself. Yeah, it's uh, it's crazy, you know, because we're being told like, no, do accounting. Accounting's like, you know, really good and always required. But guess what? There's a lot of like software that's doing accounting now, and eventually yeah. it's gonna get so good to where you won't even need accountants anymore. Yeah. Like I use TurboTax. Yeah, and yeah, exactly. That shit handles all the shit. I, I, everything I need to get done with taxes, TurboTax just takes care of it. Exactly. I have no idea what's going on, and I don't have to like learn what's going on. Accounting. Yeah, what a bullshit uh, subject, man. (laughs) 
so hey. hard. I, mean, I think at the time the money they made was good, but now it's like like you said, there's uh so many other options for like you know the same thing. Yeah, like my bro- my brother, he did he went to school for accounting, but now he's an accounting analyst. So uh, it's more of a like an analyst job, more than like using accounting principles, if anything. I think my uh, I think my aunt was an accountant, and then she went back to school and became a pharmacist. Hmm. I think she was an accountant. Yeah, my uncle's a pharmacist. He he has his own pharmacy up in Michigan. Being a pharmacist was a lot better back in the day than it is now, though, man. Yeah. He's got a pretty chill schedule. He'll work like three days out of the week, every other day, like have a day on, day off. But, That's his store, though, right? Uh, Yeah, he has like a partner that he switches days with. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's, it's like his own pharmacy. Nice. And I don't know, man, I've been looking at just some kind of like side hustles, too, you know? Yeah. Definitely uh, uh, would rather it be something I enjoy doing, though. Like, I always think about just buying shit off the auction and just selling it again on, like, the Facebook marketplace or something. Just, mm. like, simple stuff like that, you know? But who knows? I kind of like just looking through all the all this junk and whatever. The problem with me, though, is, like, I only want to buy shit I like. Only if I like it, you know? Yeah. And my standard can be pretty high sometimes. I don't realize there's a lot of shit here that people actually pay for, you know, if you put it at, like, a discounted price. So, um... See, that's why I can't... I can't do the whole, um, buy something and flip it. Because I don't, like, I don't... Anything I buy, I want. Yeah, exactly. I'm buying it because I want it. Exactly. That was my problem with the car business, too, you know? I wouldn't buy any cars that were... That would be the ones that you flip, you know? Mm -hmm. Like... It would be. It would have to have some feature I really liked or whatever, mm-hmm. and that's no good. You get attached to the item too. <laughs> yeah. You're like, damn. Yeah, I didn't sell it. That's not so bad. Mm-hmm. I didn't make money today. That's not so bad. Yeah. You know, like what the hell? Sorry, I still like it. Yeah. It's been a good day today. Oh yeah, I didn't go to Costco, but it's okay. I can always just go tomorrow. What happened? You just didn't want to go. No, I figured I would probably end up getting some stuff that I need to put like in the freezer. Mm. And didn't just just didn't want to deal with that, you know. Well, I thought, oh, if we if I get done here, I'll go on my way back, but it's probably too late. Mm. It's not like it was an urgent visit. I just need to get some good shoes for the for work. You gonna get some new balances? Yeah, some Skechers probably. <laughs> Tbh. <laughs> I know Costco got some, so that's why, I was, uh, that's why I was thinking about it. Dr. Scholl's foot, uh, foot gel, whatever they call Yeah, was. let me know if you can recommend any. It's going to be a day. Man, I, I really can't. I think I was wearing, um, like, running shoes to my job. Like, to I, be honest, I my just feet, want something comfy. To be honest, yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Too, but my feet didn't hurt. However, they could have been more comfortable. Mm. Um, like I okay, so when I worked at the hospital, I wore different pairs of shoes. Um, sometimes, generally speaking, I wore like my uh, running shoes. Mm-hmm. But it was a bad idea because they were like uh, they, the bottom wasn't foam, but it was like it wasn't like rough. You know what I'm saying? I don't I don't know how to describe it. 
You know how the bottom of soles like sometimes have like a, the the surface area is pretty large because they have like all the designs and stuff yeah. on them. This didn't have that. Hmm. This one was kind of like kind of smooth-ish. I think it was meant for like running on an indoor track because the indoor track already has is already grainy. Mm, so like, yeah, like, yeah. I, I see what you're saying. So at the hospital, because the floors are smooth sometimes and slick, yeah, it didn't always work out. Like there's definitely yeah. some floors I went to where I had to change what I was gonna try and do because I would be sliding. Like I'd actually be sliding. <laughs> um, okay. So yeah, they weren't always the best choice. And then I sometimes I would wear shoes that. Mm, I, like uh, you know the, how the bottoms of like Converse are, yeah. Like the traditional sneakers, like yeah. the soles. Yeah, I wear some things like that. That shit would hurt, bro. That sucks. Like oh, I used to love Converse, man, and I I used to wear those in Abu Dhabi, mm-hmm. like those flat ones. And it was one of the really old school ones before they had good like insulation. It was just like basically like, you know, you know how the Converse yeah. like material is. Like it was mm-hmm. a really flimsy type. Mm-hmm. And uh, and dude, the it would get so hot sometimes, like mm-hmm. just walking on the pavement, like in those things, because I mean it it would be always over a hundred degrees there, mm-hmm. and like that was so uncomfortable. I don't know how I walked around like in those shoes back in the day, like they were so bad. I always wanted a pair of All Stars, but then I started reading up on them, and people were just saying that they're really uncomfortable. I'm like, really? I don't know if I want some Chuck Taylors that I don't want to wear because they hurt my feet. Yeah, no, they they did. But I wore them until they completely wore out and I stopped wearing them. People don't do that anymore, man. Hey, man, had to tough it out for fashion, bro. I mean, like, people, I I remember when I was a kid, I would wear my shoes until the sole was, like, dead. Yeah, once it starts, like, falling apart and shit, that's it. And the shoes I bought were shoes that you could do anything in. Like, the shoes I had... I could like walk to class. I could just walk around, go to class, and if someone spontaneously wanted to play football, mm-hmm. you just play football in these same Let's shoes. Go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so my shoes would get worn out, and and like I mean football, not like American football. Football isn't like soccer. Yeah. Uh, I, I would wear my shoes out, man. Just if we could just start playing basketball instantly, boom, I'm there in the same shoes. Let's do it. So my shit would get destroyed, <laughs> like soul falling apart, everything, man. Really bad. Um, yeah, you know what's crazy? I just saw an old picture, not an old, like super old, but maybe from a few years ago. And I was wearing these shoes in them. Mm-hmm. And I was like, dude, where the fuck did those shoes go? Like, I don't, I don't remember throwing these particular shoes out, but like, mm-hmm. I haven't seen them around either. And I completely forgot that I had them. That's random as fuck. My bad. But, <laughs> but like, uh, <laughs> But just uh, just seeing pictures of like old clothes and you're like, huh, I haven't seen that piece of clothing in a minute. Like, what the yeah. fuck? Where did that go? Some I, of the I, world's greatest mysteries. I had a uh, a red, I had a red V neck from uh, I can't remember the name of the I can't remember the name of the brand. Uh, it wasn't Steve. It was Steve Madden. It was some brand that was like they made shoes or something too. I don't know. But this uh, V neck mm-hmm. was super soft. Like this was the most comfortable V neck I've ever had. It was super soft, and I saw a picture the other day, and I was just like, "Damn, I I remember when I lost this. I couldn't I couldn't remember how I lost it, but I just remember like re- realizing that I didn't have it anymore. And I was just like, "Damn, how the fuck did I lose a whole shirt? That's the worst. <laughs> like, how did I lose a shirt? That is the friggin' worst. 
This is a, how how is knockout city? It's pretty fun, dude. You should try the. You should try the tutorial. Yeah. Just do the little. Every, so, uh, every time I get in the mood for like a game that's like colorful or something, though, I always go to Rocket League or Apex, though, man. Yeah, no, it's it's pretty refreshing, honestly. It's a nice mm. change of pace. Yeah, we play the shit out of Apex. Yeah. I mean, I still still only want to play Apex right now, though. No, honestly. no, I mean, like just in general, like in the whole in our group, we play a lot yeah, of Apex. Yeah, it's just Apex, Apex, Apex. Yeah. I mean, I, I used to hate the game, man, but really, it, when it first came out, I Why? just wasn't that good. Like, I play, I played like three weeks of it, but then I just stopped playing. Oh man, I and when then, this game first came out, I was like a huge. I loved it. I, I mean, I didn't like battle royales, but yeah, I um, don't like battle royales either. But this one I tolerated. Yeah, but I wasn't that good at it. I couldn't land shots. I couldn't do shit. Then when I picked it up again recently, season whenever Horizon came out, I don't know what season that is. Mm-hmm. Um. That's that's when I really started to enjoy it. I liked it like as better way like because it was uh, it better. a three man like three man team type of thing, and so you had to like coordinate across the whole map, and you could pick up people. That's one thing I liked. I was like, you can mm-hmm. pick people up when they're down, so it's not like get in there and then you're down and then that's it. You're back in like the hall because if you do that, that's that takes a lot of time out of like a gaming session to like reload into a game, and then like you die five minutes into the game. Yeah, and then you gotta wait like three minutes to get back to another game i remember uh i remember what's it called whenever the game came out like i guess they announced it and dropped it on the same day or something mm-hmm. yeah it was like and, free and yeah i was just like so confused to what everyone was playing they were like i was like what are y'all playing they're like apex i was like what's apex i've never heard of this and i just got on and i was like Oh shit, this is interesting. <laughs> yeah. Like I said, I hated Battle Royales back then and I wasn't good at the game. Like my awareness was bad too. I would run off without my team, you know, like just <laughs> just be like going around like thinking, Oh yeah, I gotta kill everybody and and I was still like experimenting with the guns and whatever. So it was it was a lot, bro. I was really bad back then. I remember I'm, I was playing. I'm still it. pretty bad. Like not not saying like I'm good or anything right now, but it's uh, it's been a ways. I remember uh, I played it a little bit when it first came out, and then uh, whenever I can't remember what was happening in Destiny, but I started playing more Destiny than Apex, uh, and I didn't really play a lot of Apex. I was kind of going back and forth, but mainly playing Destiny. And I think uh, when I started playing, whenever crossplay was coming out, that's when I got mm-hmm. back on it a lot because it was crossplay, so I could play with you guys then. The Apex? Yeah. Yeah, I didn't realize it was crossplay, dude. Yeah. Like, I got back on, and it said crossplay, and I was like, what? Yeah. That when was, did they add this? That was, like, last year. That was, like, I think the end of last year. So, cause I remember that's when we started playing with Jasmine and everything. Cause that's when, around the time she started, uh, I think, streaming, maybe. Because mm-hmm. we started playing with her on streaming. It was crossplay, because that's when I was playing with uh, Jack and Andy and everyone. Yeah. That's when I started playing Apex a lot. And I think that's why... We play it so much because it is crossplay. Mm-hmm. So you can just play with anyone anytime. I mean, granted, uh, what's it called? That uh, dodgeball game, Knockout City, is too. I just kind of wonder why, why I want to try it. Yeah. It's crossplay with everything. It's fun. I'm glad games started adopting that because I was getting tired of not being able to play with my friends. Yeah. Oh. Sheesh. <laughs> the boss got launched. I mean, I, I think I'm just going to end it here. Yeah? Yeah. 
Right on. Well, uh, I appreciate you having me for this. T- uh, yeah. I hope. Uh, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I, ho- I hope it comes out within like the the, the next month as well. I don't yeah, know, yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna try not to procrastinate and actually, yeah. like, you know, do this. So. No worries. And uh, you know, just today's date was uh, what May twenty third, twenty fifth, twenty fifth, twenty twenty one. Yeah, bro. So, you, you know, start on, you on Saturday. You would have been two days behind. Sheesh. Yeah. <laughs> still on Saturday. All right. Well, thanks for listening. Later. Later. Thank you.